1: Welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network, part of the Amaze Podcast Network. He's Damian
0: Gibson. And he's Paulie T. Paul and I are nerdy wrestling neckbeards, here to give you outtakes on the week that was in all elite wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at Mark Paulie T. and Mister Damien Gibson. And for all
1: things WrestleWolf, you can go to WrestleWolf.com. It was another huge week in pro wrestling coming up. We've got news on Vince McMahon and ROH and highlights, lowlights, and wait and see moments from Dynamite and Rampage. We've got
0: the first two title defenses from Belts, one at Forbidden Door, one on Dark. Uh, Danhausen adds a law degree to his list of accomplishments, and Ruby Soho seems to be angling for a couple of weeks of a. <laughs> a couple of weeks off uh with, with a, a car door slam bit um i think we could probably call that the dusty roads or the Rhodes, uh, cuz i think his dad did it a couple of times as well and cody's been involved in it so that really should be i think that's the Rhodes family legacy is the car door bit
1: <laughs> broken arm angle yeah it it did seem quite familiar <laughs> It looked like it
0: worked for me. Did
1: you, were you not into it? Um, It just looks so, I I know the whole thing's contrived, the whole show is contrived, the whole idea of professional wrestling is contrived, but with this panning over from Jericho's face and we see Ruby just sort of, Holding, looking at Ty Conti, going, are, "Are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Are you ready yet?" And then she yells and then hits. It's like, "Oh, come on!" Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, it did. It, it was just a. It was just bits. It was over the top. It was very silly.
0: I didn't mind it. I I don't know. Maybe because I've grown up watching Vince's stuff. <laughs> this is like this. All seems perfectly normal. Um, but. I think maybe I'm more forgiving of it, only because they are the sports entertainers, and this is a very sports entertainment. Oh well, yeah. Like <laughs> so if we really want to, maybe do some of the work for Tony. <laughs> that's maybe we could say that, but um, I don't know about you, man. I'm a bit not down. It uh, was a lackluster. I'll say this: I feel I, I feel a. I feel like the people of uh, was it Western New York State, where where we were this week, maybe got they might have got the B team out there for for Dynamo and Rampage this week. Where oh, are they in Rochester?
1: Yes, Western in New York. Yeah, Brody Brody Lee's home. Yeah, well, um, they have been hitting pretty high highs lately. So you know, I'm. I can- I, I, surprised not really um it was still it was still, still a good watch ah oh, it, it's still the best wrestling on
0: earth you know <laughs> like this is still you know we're still talking about you know b minus levels here i'm not i'm not saying like this is terrible the end is nigh <laughs> you know um Absolutely. and you're right there needs to be a lull like in any sort of storytelling and, and these are the weeks where people come after aw and see told you it's terrible I mean, orange cassidy's their num their top guy blah 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 um but yeah I, I just there was a part of me at the end of both shows where i was like yep that was an AEW show. <laughs> like there wasn't, you know, I, there wasn't anything that um, blew me away. There wasn't anything that made me go, "If I see that again, I'm canceling my subscription." No. It was just,
1: you know, it was fine. And in in in, uh, in one sense, I reckon those kind of shows are necessary to actually build up the excitement for the really big shows hmm. because you you know you you want people to. Be able to get into the stories that they're making to um, to tease the 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 duels happening at the the next pay per view or even at you know Fight Fest with next week, which is just a free weekly show. Um, but we've got we've got uh, championships on the line. Yeah, so. and unfortunately for the good people of Rochester, New York, it
0: just. Uh, landed on your week (laughs) of Dynamite. We still saw some pretty amazing matches, you know, like Kingston versus uh, Takashita and and so on and so forth. But we'll get into all the meat and potatoes of that. After the news, um, we don't want to talk about Vince, but we have no choice. (laughs) I just want to preface this news segment um, by saying that – for numerous reasons, the, the nature of the allegations and everything that's going on, but there's been so much news that's dropped literally in the last six hours um, about Vince. What's going
1: on, Paul?
0: <laughs> What's yeah. happening?
1: Well, well <clears throat> prior to the, uh, the 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 most recent stuff, um, the, there was a, a story that resurfaced actually, uh, and it was from it was in an article uh, from the New York Magazine. Where Rita Chatterton, <clears throat> excuse me, who was the first female referee at WWE or probably WWE. WWE F- at the time, back but yeah. Then, yeah. Um she was told uh that if she wanted a half a million dollar contract, she would have to satisfy Vince McMahon. And um Like, like uh, she, uh, get him a Snickers or Oh, just the coffee has to be 76 degrees right no hotter no colder no, no, no. um <laughs> uh, she, uh, she she had previously um, uh, raised allegations that um she had been assaulted by him uh, and i think at the time uh there was some issue to do with the statute of limitations so essentially um uh, like regardless of the incident occurring or, or it being challenged or, or confirmed either way it didn't matter because of the law in the state or the country where it it, it was too late however the news um, well, part of this news that he did did reappear in this New York magazine article was that a colleague uh, a wrestler who was known as uh, I'm desperately trying to find this name here, because it was a familiar name. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Mario Mancini. There we go. So, uh, he, his real name is Leonard uh, Inzatari, former professional wrestler, according to New York Mag. And uh, according to the author of this Article: He did something no wrestler ever has. Corroborated the allegation. The quote they put in here: is, "I remember it like it was yesterday. She was a wreck. She was shaking. She was crying." Hmm. And he goes on to give details, and it's um, it's pretty, it's pretty ugly. It's pretty, hmm. pretty, pretty ugly. Um, I won't get into it because I don't want to talk about ugly stuff. So However, that
0: that essentially happened this time last week. Um.
1: Hmm. That the, the story dropped.
0: And then this morning <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of other information has come out about Vince.
1: So um uh we we uh included in our news segment a couple of weeks ago that a former uh paralegal had um been paid three million dollars to keep quiet. Uh Not sure exactly how the news came out, but the details of the story were that um, uh, she was having an affair with Vince, and he passed her like a toy to uh, John Laurinaitis, all very ugly stuff. Um, And uh, you know, some could argue that you know it was a consensual relationship. So why is this news? Well um it's you know because having an affair isn't illegal uh however no they're a public they're a public company um and so using uh money that's part of the company's earnings to um for for such purposes is clearly uh it's fraud fraud
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fraudulent behavior yeah. so that's why it's yeah. that's why the story is of interest on yeah WWE's board and shareholders at the very least,
1: and then for the interest of of uh, the general public and people who follow wrestling, it just paints a very ugly picture of the um, of the, the 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 people involved of uh, of of Vince and John. Then we have an update. Would you like to uh, give us uh, the update? JMO uh, well, the
0: update is that Vince allegedly agreed to pay 12 million dollars in hush money to four women uh, the long-term a uh, longtime chief of, of WWE um, secured non-disclosure agreements to keep secret allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity quiet um, so there isn't um, The Wall Street Journal that this has actually come from is behind a paywall, so we don't... don't, I'm not paying to read the Wall Street Journal, but um, essentially the payouts went to four women. Uh, They were all formally affiliated with WWE, so they they worked either for WWE or were a contractor that worked for WWE, um, who signed agreements with uh, Mr McMahon to prohibit them from discussing potential legal claims against... uh, or their relationships with the seventy-six-year-old executive. So, we don't really know much more than that, right? That that's the that's the headline. But it seems to be that again, he has paid. This is his own money that
1: se- they seem to
0: be suggesting here.
1: Oh right, okay, I didn't catch that bit. But um, uh, for me, uh, it's. It um, confirms our theory that, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, that cliche, uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, um, if it seems like, and also it was just a pattern of behavior has been confirmed.
0: Oh, um, absolutely. I think there'll be much more to come from this particular story. So, it's so far, it's such a, it's such a, um, such a new story. We don't have all of the details um but yeah sexual misconduct
1: um is Ooh, a big yeah. deal actually that's that's a bit different to the previous story with a paralegal because that was um as far as i rem- remember reading in the articles it was a, a consensual relationship whereas this is not yeah there, there's
0: a few more details uh, on twitter um so the espn um story that uh, i sent through to you this morning it was essentially saying that um there there was one particular there was a wrestler who said that um she was told that she would be pushed in <laughs> in uh for sexual favors and then when they were agreed to uh, she was for a while and then she wasn't. Um, and essentially, like, uh, she was pushed for more sexual favours. And then when she wasn't forthcoming with that, she was released from the company almost immediately. Um, so, we're talking about that kind of stuff, allegedly. <laughs> we're yeah. on the network now. <laughs> but, um, I mean, this is in the Wall Street Journal and ESPN, so... Um, pretty well substantiated stories. So, you would think um, with all of this coming out, it's almost the road for Vince to get back to being CEO of of WWE is almost impossible. Um, And bear in mind, this is only two weeks into an investigation that's been launched by the board of the company. So, um, and like anything, like we've seen in the past with people like Bill Cosby, or or whatever, once one person comes forward, there tends to be a lot of other people that come forward as well. So if this has been a pattern of behavior like Paul says, which it very much appears to be the case, who knows where this ends. But WWE's um, corporate brand, especially in the last five to ten years, has been essentially to be the Disney of wrestling, right? Like they're a PG company, John Cena, da-da-da-da-da, you know, like – it's a it's an event, you know. Like we talk about it, like a like a roller coaster. It's a it's a it's an attraction. Um, so to have um, you know, I mean, to have Vince coming down to the I mean, he was on SmackDown last week. He was on Raw this week. He's showing up at UFC things, um, with Hunter and Stephanie and Nick Khan, and and trying to very much play. A dead bat to this, you know, like oh, nothing's happening. It's all fine. Nothing to see, like Chief yeah. Wigament, you know. Um, oh, sorry, Officer Barb Brady from the South Park. Like, nothing to see here. Move along, people. Um, there's no way that a publicly listed company is going to allow someone who's getting this press, and this is crossover press. This is these are news articles that people who don't follow wrestling will be reading. There's no way. There's no way he will be CEO again. I mean, if they if they install him back as CEO, they're, they're signing their own. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's left to say about WWE if they if they do do that. But yeah, it's um- fallout for this for just him being head of creative, which he still is. Is be. I'm fascinated to see what happens from
1: here. Ah, oh, um, with this. Compounding news today. Can you imagine uh, members of the female locker room being given their new storylines for next week and the week after, knowing it's come been signed off or ri- written by or signed off by this guy?
0: <laughs> like- well, that's the thing, and I mean, like, is it still continuing to happen? And is it a safe workplace? Like, I mean, it's all very well for people to get on Twitter and and you know try and. Going to defend that? I think, I think there's a lot of bad faith actors on Twitter. I think there's a lot of people who get the who confuse the character Mister McMahon and Vince McMahon. This isn't a kayfabe angle. This is real. So I just, you know, if my wife or girlfriend was working at WWE, I would be really worried. You know, <laughs> like that. This is the kind of like this is the corporate. This is the top guy. He sets the tone for what happens in that company. We've all heard terrible stories about WWE, but this takes it to the next level, you know, of like, well, God God knows what every single woman who stepped through the doors there have had to put up with, even if it's just on a small scale. But, um...
1: I should probably shut up now. I don't want to get yeah, just myself on be- <laughs> the network suit. <laughs> just before we, uh, we we move on to the fun stuff, um, just wanted to make a point that uh, it is uh, quite interesting that you, what you were saying before is very true in that they have been presented over the last probably decade or so as the as the kind of the Disney of um, of, of the wrestling product. It's all very special eventy, very, very lights and colors and flashy and that, that um, seems to be appealing to families and children. Hmm. But those that check the rating demos consistently every single week report that the average audience, the average watcher of WWE products is in his 60s. Yeah, 62, I think, is the average age. of
0: <laughs> Right? <laughs> so, and, you know, you just think about the knock-on effect of mums reading these news articles and, you know what I mean? Like, right. whether yeah. they're going to take their kids to, like, it, it would have a serious, like, There, there's going to be a rusted on, you know, maniac part of WWE's fan base that are going to show up no matter what. And there's a lot of people who have financial investments in WWE, you know, whether it's YouTube channels or dirt sheets or whatever. There's a lot of people who are dependent on WWE success for their own livelihood. So people will, you know, I've been watching it happen for years where people will turn a blind eye to stories, they'll report it and then they move on. And this, I feel like this is bigger than all of that. This can't be ignored. This This isn't... We haven't heard the last of this because company this like they're a publicly listed company, so there's no way that he can waltz back in and take over after these stories are broken. It just it just can't happen, and so therefore it it becomes well, what happens next? You can't really install Stephanie because of her association with her dad. Unfortunately, like it, it just you know it would look too much like a. Con job of like oh well he like just wheel out the the token woman you know um so is it the end for the McMahon's and their relationship with WWE I mean I genuinely feel like it's that bigger
1: story well yeah it certainly will be interesting to see how how the the, the TV programs change and how their TV TV viewership changes but um speaking of tv programs that we do want to see we have been told a little while ago by tony khan who runs all elite wrestling and the na- new owner of ring of honor wrestling that there will be a weekly ring ring of honor tv show so that was after or just before i can't remember anyway um very close to the time of the SuperCard of honor pay-per-view where um The Briscoes and FTR had Match of the Year. Um, And uh, there has been an update. Um, uh, The WrestleTalk guys have reported on a uh, quote from Uncle Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. He says, Tony Khan hasn't been able thus far to get an ROH television deal, even with a hit wrestling show on TV. TBS or Warner Brothers Discovery Networks and Sinclair, one of the few networks that had an interest in wrestling was not interested in keeping the programming even before this downward turn in the economy came. So Sinclair was the one who were previously broadcasting ROH when it was hmm. owned by, um, well, I think it was owned by Sinclair actually. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they've decided not. They don't want to. They don't want to broadcast it. So that's very disappointing because I was looking forward to it for you know for many reasons. But one of um, not not the least being that we've got so many so many underused uh, great talent on this roster because there's such a big big roster hmm. that it would be great to see them you know set up new storylines on a new. Um, in a new, with new canon, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean just because there isn't a TV deal at the moment that there won't be one um, at some point in the future. Um, and I think in the meantime, having the belts floating around in AW is fine as well. I'd rather that than there be no Ring of Honor at all, or what was happening previously, where like those belts were just sort of bouncing around from indie show to indie show. Um Tony is too big of a supermark of the late noughties <laughs> Ring of Honor to not do something with that. And I, I noticed that they re um they relaunched the the new brand well, they launched the new branding and everything in the Pro Wrestling Tea store at the beginning of this week as well. So Tony definitely has plans for that. Um I and, and I understand that like there's a, a new um, there's a pay per view happening in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might look. It's just it just it's going to be a bit. It's going to take a bit more time than we thought. Yeah. Um. He's. Is it so- weird to have a wrestling promotion in a wrest within a wrestling
1: promotion? Though, <laughs> has that happened before? Well, it it certainly has. Um, different circumstances, not completely different circumstances. Um, oh, ECW in wwe yeah of course yeah right <laughs> <Duh>. uh, <laughs> wcw and wwe um even even haven't haven't mm. haven't some nxt championships been defended on wwe shows ah yeah i suppose that's the same yeah i suppose yeah
0: is it is that the but, but,
1: but, but nxt do have their own show and they know ne- they've never lost their own show
0: yeah that's true
1: so, yeah wrestling
0: is weird man
1: well yeah, i you trying to right. explain all this to someone who'd never watched wrestling before. You're right. Tony is dogged, and um, I'm sure he will continue to uh, do his best to to find an, an option to get out there. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, it- the, the other option is to – and I know I rag on these shows almost weekly, but you could convert Dark into Ring of Honor. And I don't know if that's being disrespectful to the brand – um, and then eventually maybe try and build it up to get a TV deal or something along those lines. But um, or or even you know you could rebrand Rampage as the Ring of Honor show, you know. But who knows what the. Uh, you know, I suppose you've spent two years trying to get that brand recognition for rampage to just turn around and be like, oh now it's called Ring of Honor. And people are like, What's Ring of Honor? You know, like that would be very confusing to <laughs> to do that. But you could quite easily do it with the, the YouTube shows, right? Like I
1: you, you definitely could. There are options. Just off there. The top of my head. there are options there. Hey my dude, uh we're probably running a little bit late for a break. Yes. Uh we will be back Action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in.
0: You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-gay parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders and props, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I'm looking forward to John Moxley defending his interim AEW belt against CM Punk at All Out in a few weeks. I'll be putting some money on Punk. You guys know that. Uh, Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want.
1: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Welcome back. Uh, let's jump into our wait and sees. Do you want me to go first this week? I feel like you always have to go first with the. Uh,
1: well, we switched up the intro, says. so why not? Go on.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, look, it's Bizarro week on WrestleWolf this week because my wait and see is the Gun Club. Uh, remember that six month period where all I did was bitch about the Gun Club and no one wants to see the Gun Club? And if I see Colt and Gun one more time, I'm going to scream. Well, I've changed my mind again. Uh, the biggest flip flopper in the business <laughs> has done it again. Um, More turns than the big show. <laughs> yeah, but look, I'm just I'm just reflecting what's happening on screen. I mean, their presentation that this their presentation has been better. They have gotten better. Uh, they leaned into what really turned my opinion of them is them leaning into the stuff with Danhausen. Like it showed that they to me. I mean, of course they did cuz their dad is a wrestling, you know, legend who's been around for a really long time. But it to me it showed they got it. It's like, "Oh, well, Danhausen's hot. This is funny. Let's run with it. You know, maybe it'll take us somewhere." Then they started doing this stuff with the acclaimed, and even though a few weeks ago I was like, "I hope this ends really quickly." When it did this week, um I really enjoyed it. I thought the payoff was really good. I thought, you know, they claimed it great, but it was really the gun club that shone for me. Like, I, I just think I think they, they work really well in Ring. Their theme is fantastic. I forgot how good that gun club theme is. Weird, uh, but <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing... I mean, it could all fall apart next week, <laughs> but... Um, I think AEW have potentially really great, have a really great heel tag team in the gun club. And that's not something I could see myself saying six months ago, let alone 12 months ago.
1: Well, one thing I do uh, see that's very positive coming out of this is that, yes, the guns are clearly going to be the heel because of what happened. But that means that um, the acclaimed are going to be the babyface team. They're and too they, over to not be. They are gonna right? be a great baby face team.
0: They're too they're too over to not be. I think Tony's just been like, oh, I can't how do I book how do I book these guys as heels? People love them, you know? Um although we lose the Sisame Daddy
1: gimmick this week, and that's something I always enjoyed. <laughs> so uh I um I know this might be a little unusual for my my choice of a wait and see moment, but I have mentioned in the past that I I found it a little bit um, uh, uh, annoying. Isn't the right way to put it? But I I, I think there are too many nut shots. Basically, (laughs) do we have to see people kicking and punching nuts that often? Anyway, so there was one that happened this week. Uh, there were what what don't you like about it, Should <laughs> I ask? Well, it's... Um, it,
0: do you just think it's lame, like it's a yeah, cop-out? It, yes.
1: Right. I, I, I much prefer seeing clean finishes. Um, and, uh, you know, when you've got heels involved, heels have to do heely things. So that's why uh, the Roosh... Ruch- uh Penta match uh, ended with with a nut shot, uh, and like, okay, I can see why that happened. You've got to make, got to reinforce that he's a heel, hmm. but it's just a bit draining. It's just like, oh, another one, and then later today um, on on Rampage, there was another one, but it was in different context and it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I, they, they, they just seems to have been ramping up the the, the frequency of nut action lately. Hmm. Um, I I hope I hope that we don't get to see any more next week. I think we could just give it a rest for a little bit. But that's my lame wait and see for the moment.
0: No, I don't think it's lame at all. I. I- it's interesting like how these things can take hold and they can actually be really distracting like um the surprise roll up thing in WWE for the last 4 years or oh, whatever like yeah they can become a trend and if they don't get pointed out then cuz bookers can get lazy you know they'll be like ah uh, I don't know fucking nutshot and then bang <laughs> so well
1: yeah you, know. you, you that's put you put it really very well there it's lazy booking
0: yeah I mean you sparingly great like you have all of these things in your toolkit and eventually, you know occasionally it can be used and it's and it's to great effect but it yeah you're right if it starts happening like you know 2 3 times a week then it's it's too much yeah um let's jump into our worst now <clears throat> i am going to get crucified for this because um uh, this is legitimately, I think, the closest thing we've gotten the wrestling community to uh, shooting Bambi. But uh, my worst for the week was the negative one promo. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, look, okay, you, you'd think he, you'd think they he would have practiced that. You'd think they would have given him a chance to get it right. Well, it wasn't just like it wasn't just.
0: The fact that he didn't have the microphone close enough to oh, his you mean the bed. whole bit? Oh, right,
1: right, right. but all
0: of it yeah, was, yeah, okay. you know, like it just it felt like a way to crowbar Hangman onto the show. It also, like oh, the Dark Order still exists. Thanks, Tony. Like, I mean, <laughs> just you know, it was like where where are they all? Oh, that's right. Like three of them have quietly been let go. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I don't, you know. People are going to be like, go oh, off the roster. Not everyone's going to stay on AEW forever. I get that, but um, and it was nice to hear Evil Uno say that Dark Order aren't going anywhere. But um, you know, I'd really like to see Reynolds and and um, John Silver have a tag match on, you know, on the main television. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I did. Yeah, it felt. It felt rushed. It felt a bit, um, yeah. Pandering I, I just, to the
1: hometown audience. Yeah, it felt pandery. It just, yeah. I See, because I, cause I it thought- It felt a bit cringeworthy. It's I thought when honest. you brought this up as your low light of the match of the week, that it must have been that after this segment, you've realized that you've got eight more years of QT Marshall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually, when QT Marshall came out and was like, oh, we seriously have to have another eight years of this kid just coming out here for no reason. I was like, that's the most. that's the closest I've ever got to <laughs> being happy to see QT Marshall <laughs> on AEW television. Um this is so harsh. Like I, I I think I think it's beautiful what AEW does with negative one. I think it's really nice, you know, that they because a lot of the time in other promotions. You know they'll do it for a few weeks, and then it's never mentioned ever again. So it is, it is nice that it's not something that is forgotten by the guys in the locker room or Tony or. But you know, I just think it, it felt like it was made up ten minutes beforehand in Gorilla.
1: You know. Yeah, and and um, to a degree, it certainly um, contributes to our overall opinion that we discussed earlier that it was a bit of a bit of a down show, uh, you know what didn't certainly didn't hit those highs that we've seen recently,
0: yeah, and these are the segments that when the fed bots are out in force, you know they'll point at these things and be like you know mid uh and it it just is a bit like it was. just it just it throws off the presentation, you know when you when you do have really good stuff going on, um, I don't know, I just like. It, it just wasn't up to scratch. I'm sorry. I, I know there's a child involved in it, and this feels really harsh to be critiquing a 12-year-old kid, <laughs> but it wasn't him. It wasn't negative one that was the problem. It was the mapping out of the whole segment. And, you know, there was it, negative one was meant to make an announcement. That never happened. You know, I assume it was that he's going to be wrestling for AEW when he's 18. Well, we know that. That's been said a thousand times. So I, I don't... I don't know what the point of this was, besides remembering um, Brody Lee, and there's a thousand better ways that
1: it could have been done. Well, th- there was another moment uh, that I thought was a bit of a bit of a low light for the week, and uh, unfortunately, it was the whole match of uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland <gasps> against the Butcher and the Blade. How dare you! <laughs> it was i mean all of these guys are capable they all are i've i've seen them all do really good things before but this to me again uh seemed like something that was thrown together just before they came out hmm. and um so they they didn't plan their spots very well there was botch after botch after botch. There was one, the first bit that I noticed that um, really sort of made me look and go, eh, what's going on here was where um, uh, I think it was, I think it was uh blade did a running spot off the ropes and then swerve did one of those typical uh, jumps like to jump over his head hmm. missed. Oh yeah. And Clipped his like his knee on on Blade's head, then flipped over, and that sort of started it. And then they did another two moves in sequence, where they both just fell over awkwardly, and it continued happening. Um, so, look, uh, I, I, actually, there was there was one bit also where uh, there was a there was a flip done onto the apron where. Swerve landed heavily on the back of his head. Hmm. I've mentioned this before, and I'll probably do it again. Got to look after your co-workers' heads. Uh, look, maybe it was a uh, maybe it was a work. I don't know, but he was really wincing and and reaching around his neck at the end of the match when they did a spot with a promo with um, Hobbs and Stark, and uh, then the Young Bucks came out. He continued just like wincing in pain and feeling around his neck. So. Uh, it just, yeah, it was a, a really unfortunate kind of, um, uh, match that I think the only purpose of it was potentially to, to continue sowing the seeds of, of um, discontention between uh, Swerve and Lee because there was mm-hmm. one spot where they hit each other accidentally. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was that. There were better. And, stuff. Yeah, I
0: think that's... I think it's probably fair. I, th- I, I, yeah, I don't know. I like Lee and Swerve so much that I probably just don't, <laughs> don't notice. Yeah, you don't or notice. Like, you know, that I'm like, eh. But yeah, as soon as you brought up that chain, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, that did. Ugh. Yeah, no, that was pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> pretty gross. Too. But I, I suppose when the guys are. You know, just to be the AEW apologist that I am, <laughs> when the guys are um trying to execute more difficult wrestling moves than they would be in the Fed, um there's a high chance of making mistakes. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe we can say that. I just did say that. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, I don't, I don't know why. I'm, I'm hopped up on a lot of uh, cold and flu medicine right now. So. Why would that
1: be, Damien? Why are you hopped up on cold and flu medicine? Uh,
0: I've so? been, um, I've got COVID. So. Oh, dude. Yeah. And uh, so do you now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're recording no, remotely. I don't think it works um, that way. All right, let's jump on to our best. Uh, mine's really simple. Um, it is uh, Wardlow. Wardlow winning the TNT title. Uh, I feel like the uh, the TNT title has, and Scorpio has done a, a pretty good job of, of being champion with it. I think it was a good run for him. Um, definitely elevated him in my eyes. But I, I think it's probably good for American Top Team to have a bit of a sit down for a bit and go away. Um. I would really like to see – I think Page and Sky have been good for elevating each other. I would like to see them separate for a bit and really see Ethan Page have a a solid run as a heel in the mid-card, maybe even against Wardlow. Um, But, yeah, I just felt like the belt was elevated as soon as Wardlow put it on his shoulder. Um, I I didn't – even though I predicted him, and I'm not bringing this up because of that, but even though I predicted Wardlow to win this week, I didn't really believe it. I, I couldn't imagine that they were just going to hand over the belt to him um, that easily.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, when, 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 we, uh, when we were talking about our predictions last week, um, I did say that I thought it was kind of too soon and what they'll do is something screwy, and then the next week they'll do it again, then he'll get it. But I forgot they'd already done that screwy bit. And we'd been waiting for a while for the rematch because Scorpio was injured. Oh, that's right. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was already done.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it just um, it just looked right on him. Sure, just did. Like, I mean, they have done AW done an amazing job of building up Wardlow over a really long period of time. So, right. um. This is great. The only the only thing I do not worry about, but we'll be interested to see how they try and book around it is having a monster baby face is a very difficult thing to book because who you can only send monster heels after him, right? So I I feel like we might get some squash matches.
1: Guys. <laughs> you, reckon?
0: yeah, I think we're in for a couple of months of squash matches, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, but yeah, good for Wardlow, great for the company, looks great, super handsome man will be' Will look very good on posters and the like,
1: so yeah, great, well, speaking of a super handsome man, my highlight of the week is Watson. Watching- <laughs> Myself in the mirror No My my highlight of the week Was watching Kunusuke Tekeshta Um, He is an absolute joy to watch Great storyteller Super charismatic Great hair Model good looks He can do anything in the ring
0: I thought you were talking about Eddie
1: (laughs) And uh, the the match that um, Takeshita and Eddie Kingston had on Rampage, uh, I look, I know, I know Eddie Eddie won at the end with his two Hurricane Backfists, not just one, took two, two. Um, and uh, but he he had to win that. That's fine for the stories, but the real winner, I think, for 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 the his career moving forward is Kunisuke uh, Takeshita. Um, he, he took an exploder on the floor from Eddie, which was a bit rough considering my disdain for headshots, but he got straight up again and kept going. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing more of this guy. And, uh, there have been some, uh, quotes from, uh, people involved. Let's see, uh, Kunisuke, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, uh, I think you are. Uh, looks right, actually. Kunis Kestekeskshah said, oh, Thank you, Eddie Kingston, and I respect you. I understand your style. You understand my style. I feel it means a lot that our match was realized in AEW's ring. I devote myself to all elite wrestling and big fans. Awesome. And then Tony Khan comes in and says, Thank you both for a classic match tonight. Hang on. First of all, he hugs both of them. <laughs> Then he says, <laughs> he's very, he's very keen for a He's a, a tactile hug. guy. <laughs> he likes to cuddle. Yeah. Oh. It's cute. <laughs> anyway, he says that. He says, he says, Eddie feels after this hard battle, he's earned the right now to focus on his war with Jericho. For you, Mr. Takesh to Sir, I expect many great things in the future. See you Wednesday. Big Domo to you. So, Ooh. I guess he's going to be on Dynamite doing stuff. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Cool. Um,
0: yeah, man, that was a great match. I would have, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter which one of us says it. Uh, it was It was a great match. Let's jump on to our predictions. We kind of already uh, went through our predictions from last week you i've forgotten yours what did you say
1: i i predicted that um uh tony storm and uh thunderstorm uh, Thunder you predicted Roster the, the amazing better. tag team of thunderstorm and you were correct
0: win and uh i there's also a t-shirt in the aw uh store on pro wrestling tees as well by the way man so if you want to get in there i bought um I've decided that I'm collecting wrestling shirts. I said that to Paul during the week. It's the, the hardest he's ever laughed in his life. It's like started. You're gonna start collecting wrestling shirts. Anyway, I bought another two today. Um, I'm I'm so bad with wrestling shorts uh, shirts. I actually bought a pro wrestling t store t shirt today. <laughs> anyway, it was it was ten bucks, man. It goes to the store anyway, and it's cool. Um, and I bought an FTR seven star champions Mm -hmm. t-shirt. How could I not? Um, so you predicted that I predicted uh, Wardlow winning. So we're two one. So we're actually starting to get some predictions. Correct. This is ridiculous. It's ruining our, what was meant to be a weekly choke. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting to dangerously sound like we know what we're talking about at times. Um, My prediction for next week, though, is that uh, Swerve will Swerve (laughs) Keith Lee in the three-way tag team belt uh, championship match. (laughs) And um, that will be the definitive.
1: What have they called it? They've called it triple or nothing for some reason.
0: Triple or nothing. I don't (laughs) mind that. That's
1: cool. Um, And we'll finally
0: get this Swerve versus Keith Lee
1: thing that uh,
0: they've been teasing for the last month or so.
1: Yeah, um I wonder if I wonder if that's going to happen or actually yeah maybe 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 Swerve will join the Taz with Taz's club. What's Taz's club called? Taz team. Yeah, team Taz. Taz's club. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called?
0: Team, team Taz. Taz. <laughs> God, what a terrible name. <laughs> what a ter- especially when you compare like there's the the the, uh, they, the, 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 the base croquet society, yeah, the Bayswater uh, balls commission, <laughs> and then there's the uh, even the Jericho Appreciation Society is better than Team Taz. Team they Taz, didn't they didn't, they didn't spend too much time
1: thinking about no Jesus
0: sure. I know Taz is a no frills kind of guy but seriously, <laughs> and also is Hook still part of Team Taz?
1: Uh, it hasn't been declared. I think he's just spending a lot of time with his new friend, Danhausen. Yes. Yeah.
0: Does that mean Danhausen's part of Team Taz? Because I oh. thought he was part of the best
1: friends. Oh, yes. so, so many intermingling stables going on.
0: Yeah, Danhausen seems to float around, though. I mean, he was teaming with FTR last week and he's out there with the best friends this week. It's crazy. I think- I think there was someone who
1: was who was known to be part of three different factions. was it, um, um, Chucky Taylor. Like he it was, it was best friends, chaos, and something else. Uh doesn't matter. Um, that's Orange Cassidy, isn't it? Ah, uh, isn't that not he? Uh, aren't, aren't the best friends also in chaos? Or? Oh, is
0: it Trent? That's Trent. in Chaos, Best Friends, and then he's in Rapungi Vice. That's but then Rapungi the- Vice are also in the best. Like, yeah, yeah. That's but, that's
1: what I was thinking of. Because <laughs>
0: Rocky Romero is in Lost Tangibles, or is it? Oh, oh, I,
1: oh, I don't know. Don't ask me to pronounce that one. I'm at- uh, Lost right, Tangibles
0: so- is from Wrestle Talk.
1: <laughs> don't worry about it. Anyway, what's your prediction, man? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> there were two tag. Sorry, two women's tag matches this week. We had th- uh, Thunderstorm versus uh, Shafir and Nother Rose and then we also had um, a uh, bit of a squash match uh, Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb and there was tension tension between those two and uh, the suggestion at the end of that was that um, Serena Deeb will challenge Martinez for the ROH women's belt. Yeah, well up. she knocked her out so I don't, think, I don't think Martinez <laughs> yeah. is going to be very happy with that. Um, anyway, uh, d- um, disregarding that last bit, <laughs> my point is more women's tag matches. Yes, mm-hmm. so, it um, Yes. It seems, it seems like he, Tony's really got a plan here. There are more tag matches happening all the time. We've got a, a team that has a name, Thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. There's gonna there's bound to be another team pop up. So just because we are more aware of things going around in the world of wrestling and free agents and stuff like that, surely sometime in the next couple of weeks, we'll see one of these successful women's teams, whether or not they actually hold a belt yet, they'll say, we've beaten all of the other teams. We challenge anyone to come out and ch- take us on. And then we see Mercedes and Trinity Fatu or uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi come out and they appear on All Elite Wrestling and take them on. And the crowd goes wild! That's, uh, that would be pretty amazing to see. You seem pretty
0: certain that uh, that they'll both come across to AEW. Is
1: that what you're... Hearing, or you just—that's just what you want to happen. Oh, it's just just what I want to happen. The only thing that I've read that is um, more indicative of a sort of finality uh, when it comes to uh, Sasha Banks on, actually, both those those two, you know, in in WWE, is that um, uh, they have been removed from what they call. Uh, this was uh, Sean Sap from Fightful. Um, hmm. He said that they've been removed from the internal roster. So if you go to the website and look at the list of talent, you'll still see them there, but the, there's a they also maintain an internal roster and they're just not there anymore. Right. So um, I don't think they're I don't think they're trying to sort things out. I think they're trying to work out an exit or, or maybe the exit has already happened. right.
0: Hmm. Very
1: interesting. Um, what's your spot of the week? Well, there were two moments um, uh, that I picked up. Um, one, uh, but actually, both of these we've seen before. I just thought it was a, a, about goddamn time that, we, that I highlighted. Hmm. Um, and that was, um, and they're two quite similar, actually. Um, uh, Tony Storm's hip attack is a wonderful move. It's wicked, yeah. <laughs> Why that isn't moved? Uh, that well, that isn't used as a uh, as a uh, finisher. Uh, I, I don't know, but um, it looks it looks great. Um, and then later in the match, later in the broadcast, Brody King attempted one of his rolling cannonballs. Uh, John Moxley got out of the way. Brody landed on his head. On replay, I looked at it again because I was worried. It didn't actually. It was more at the shoulders. It was, it was all right. Finished the match just fine. But then a minute or two later, he tried it again and he hit it. And this six foot six, 300 pound man doing a rolling cannonball into the corner of the ring, it's just so impressive to watch. Hmm. So that's the spot of the week. Brody King's rolling cannonball.
0: Yeah. Um, he's an impressive guy. He's an impressive guy, Brody. I, I, I'm really, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see what happens with the House of Black. Uh, I know Sir Kay Fape has been. Pretty disappointed with the way that they've been booked, but he can be he can be a prickly customer sometimes, Mister Kayfabe. <laughs> um, but I, I still am interested to see what happens with um, with Malachi because I think he's he's a top guy, but it hasn't been anywhere near any of the belt yet. So be interested to see what happens. I'm I, sorry, I know he was in the All Atlantic <laughs> four way at the last pay per view, but
1: um, anyway. Oh, oh, just, well, we. We should just cover that before we close up. Um, I did mention in in the sorry, you did mention in your intro that there were two title defenses uh, from uh, championships that were won after after Forbidden Door. Um, so yeah, the Brody King match was against John Moxley. John Moxley retained, and there is a second title defense, and that is uh, it's the All Atlantic uh,
0: belt is being. Uh- defended by Pack at Rev
1: Pro um and I cannot remember who he is so, so he's so he's going back home to 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 England RevPro is a, an English promotion and yeah, um probably
0: the top indie promo, that that's going to get me in trouble but it's definitely,
1: it's definitely a it's one of the biggest uh, in the UK um it's oh yeah the the promotion yes um but he's he's defending against um a Japanese wrestler um, oh
0: it's um red shoes son shooter ah nice yeah so that'll be a great match and it's going to be on it's going to be replayed on dark
1: right so yes.
0: interesting development there between rev pro and aw uh like i understand wrestlers go and do st- work aw wrestlers go and do work for other promotions all the time but Maybe, maybe we'll start to see more of a pathway between both promotions. Will Ospreay did some work for AW, he's the current Rev Pro champion. So,
1: ah, absolutely, um, is. yes.
0: Who knows? Uh, I'm doing weird dances because I'm off my tits on cough medicine. Um, all right, guys, that is us done. Um, That's all the news that's fit to print. Thanks to the Pigskin Network in particular, Brandon, and the Amaze Network for hosting and supporting us. Um, Also, thank you guys for listening to us. Um, A lot more people coming on board all the time, so we really appreciate that. Um, If you'd like to support the show, you can rate and subscribe. But until next week, may your wrestling be good wrestling and we We don't
1: don't talk talk about Cody.